Are we rolling? What up, what up, folks? Welcome to SJF After Hours, the podcast made by my class, oddly enough, during daylight hours. I'm still not sure why it's called that. I guess if I was a better teacher, I probably would have asked. Anyway, my name is Mr. Coymans, or Mr. K for short, and I'm joined by my esteemed co-hosts, Tyler White and Jesse McKetty. Guys, how are you doing today? Uh, it is another day. Nothing really different. I'm feeling all right. Uh, I'm pretty tired, but I overall, I guess I'm just doing all right. So that was uh, Tyler answering first there and Jesse answering second. So thanks a lot for that, guys. And um, now, Jesse, I have a, a quick question for you. If you could be any animal, what would you be? Uh, an ant. An ant? Why an ant? Uh, because I must protect the queen. <laughs> now, that question and response may have seemed random to the uninitiated listener, but to those of you who read the name of the episode before deciding to dive in for the full listen will know that the question was actually thematically on point. Today, we are going to be investigating the wild world of hypotheticals. Jesse, do you know what a hypothetical is by chance? Uh, a hypothetical is a what-if question, or just like a question that could change your reality. That's right, Jesse. Now, Jesse, what do you think my response would have been to you if you didn't know the answer to Tyler's question about hypotheticals? Uh, if I was to say, like, if I were to say that I want to be an ant, you'd probably be confused as to why I would have said that. <laughs> you cracked me up, Jesse. Anyway, maybe we should get to our first group. Sure, I'll take this. Please enjoy the short dive into a hypothetical scenario with Ryder, Tommy, and Kadri. Welcome to our podcast, and today we're going to be asking questions. I am your host, Kadria, and I am here with our special guests, Tommy and Ryder. Tommy, what's your opinion on wearing masks? In my opinion, masks are a bit bothersome. But they are necessary to getting this pandemic over with. And Ryder, what's your opinion on wearing masks? I don't mind the masks because they are helping us get this pandemic over with, but I'm getting kind of tired of them because we have to wear them every single day at school. So tell me, if you had the chance to get the vaccine, would you? Honestly, as long as other people have gotten it, and of course if they if it's necessary for their survival, then of course I would get it um, because I have infants in my family and that could be dangerous. What about you, Ryder? If I had the chance to get the vaccine, I probably would because if I didn't get the vaccine and I gave someone else COVID-19, then I probably wouldn't feel like good and I could be putting them at risk, especially if they're older than me. Awesome, that was an interesting topic of discussion. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty tired of masks, but we have to do our part. What if Joe Biden told you to wear a mask and to trust him unquestioningly? I would wear the masks, but um, I would never uh, listen to Joe Biden. (laughs) That's an interesting insight into your perspective on Joe Biden there, Tyler. I hear you talk about him quite often, so I'm glad to hear your actual thoughts. Let me just transition out of politics for a second to say, well, as a social studies teacher, moonlighting as a comm tech teacher, I'm very impressed. And you know what else I'm impressed by, fellas? What's that? The fact that we're only one episode into this podcast thing and we've already managed to nail down our first sponsor. Wow, what a seamless transition. 
Who's stupid enough to support our podcast financially? Why don't we take a listen and find out? This podcast is sponsored by That Spray Stuff. You know, the stuff you wipe your desk with every period. Are you tired of not being clean? Well, That Spray Stuff is right for you. Wait, you don't have it yet? Well, it's everywhere. Not only does it clean sinks, but it also cleans surfaces and you can drink it without dying. Caution, do not drink it. And don't just take my word for it. Listen to this satisfied customer. Hey, Mr. K here. I love the spray stuff. Not only does it clean the filth off the dust that my grade nines leave behind, it kills COVID in five seconds flat. Caution, may take more than five seconds to actually kill COVID. It also goes great on my chicken salad sandwich. Caution, do not spray on your chicken salad sandwich. Buy one, get one 30% off. Just go to www.thatspraystuff.com and buy one, get one 30% off your first buy. Well, whatever it takes to keep the podcast going, I guess. Anyway, what do we have up next, guys? Up next, we have a segment from a bunch of jokers, Mark, Cameron, and Carson. Hey, they may be jokers, but they're our jokers. Agreed. Let's see what these jokers can do. Hypotheticals. Today's hypothetical is, what if we aged twice as fast? I mean, if we aged twice as fast, I feel like it would be horrible, but also well-rounded in a way. Well, yeah, because then there'd be like less population. Yeah. So but you'd have to make like a lot more kids in that yeah. short duration of time. I mean, yeah, because people would be dying. There would be less starvation, like as in like less people live for food around. Basically, what happened in Infinity War when he just snapped his fingers? Not the same thing because it's like half Basically, of everybody dying. Everybody's life is just halved, so you die at like forty. Yeah. But that would be horrible, right? Yeah, because 40 would be the average age since it's like... But I feel like it would be normal. Well, it would be normal if that's like the way it worked. Would school be shortened or would you still graduate at like your midlife? That would be horrible if you did. I feel like you would have to graduate at least like 10 or 14. Yeah, that's true. You'd have to cram all that information. I feel like the IQ would go down. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, because people but, just... But, okay, is it, starting, is it just starting now, or is it has it started from, like, the dawn of time? Like, forever. Okay. Like, just a world where that's just So we don't norm. have to get used to aging twice as fast. Yeah. Would there be... Would driving and stuff like that be, like, restricted to more higher ages? No. I feel like you'd have to change, like, the laws when it comes to those. Okay. Like, imagine being, like, 20, and that's, like, when you should have kids. That's, yeah. That are, like, on the older side. So, would your hair grow double as fast? That'd be horrible, though. That you, means barbers would have such a good job. But not for very long. Unless everybody went bald. Yeah, there'd be more... Ooh, would diseases climb as fast? I don't know, actually. Like, would... Yeah, that's that's a good question, because I feel like your... Would your immune... Like, your immune system would, like, start to go out, like, a lot earlier... Yeah, you do because and once you get to like eighty, like you're you're a, a really high risk for like the cold even. Yeah, that's true. Because if everything is like, I'm guessing age, but age, your immune system would be horrible by then. By the age of twenty, you would basically be at a forty year old's risk of getting anything. Yeah, that's true. Like the average age to get married is like what twenty five. So imagine being like. What? Like 12. 
twelve and a half. Damn, that is that is true in some places though, like nowadays. Well, yeah, but like that would be, then it would would it be true for like six year olds then? That's instead of that. Yeesh. Like, I don't think age would matter as much. Like it would, but it wouldn't. Yeah, they're twelve by the time. Because so. once you get to like around, once you get to like seven, <laughs> then you're kind of like you're like fourteen. You're at where we're at right now. When you're yeah. seven, you're in high school. Or just finishing middle school. One of the two. Yeah, that's true. So you have uh, two birthdays a year? Maybe. I mean, or no, I think they would cover it. So I think the final question is, like, would you rather live in a world, like, now? Or would you rather a world where you lived half as much as you would now? Now. Because I get to experience way more. Like, I get to have a longer and more fulfilling life if I actually do that. Yeah, but then, like, if you... If you lived half that, you'd have more ambition and go out and do those things. That's true. But, you know, there's also the fact that you would... There's a sense of depression that would happen. Because you're knowing that you're going to end soon. Well, yeah, but, like, relative to everything, we're going to end pretty soon. It's true, but, you know, we get a sense that we're more... We're more than everything in this world. Oh, that's true. So I think, like, no. I wouldn't. I would rather just a normal one. Yeah. Anyways, I, th- I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great job, guys. Up next, we have Carson and Adriano with the text-based adventure game segment. Have either of you ever played something like that? Yeah, I've played a few text-based adventure games, like AI Dungeon. They're not really my thing. They're pretty limited so far. Gotcha. Uh, so how about you, Jesse? I've played many text-based adventure games in the past. I find them pretty entertaining, and I'm pretty excited to hear their segment about it. Awesome. Yeah, this definitely sounds like your kind of segment then, I think, Jesse. Uh, Let's, I guess, see what these guys have managed to create for us. Welcome to our podcast segment. My name is Carson. Today I'm joined here by my guest, Adriano. So, yeah, doesn't sound like he wants to be here. Neither do I, but we're forced to anyway. I made light of the situation and came up with an interesting podcast idea. And what's that? Have you heard of text-based adventure games before? Well, I've seen them on TV shows, but I've never played any before. Well, the basic synopsis is text adventure games are text-based games with a narrative or game plot revolving around the concept being told with text on the screen. Uh... Uh-huh. These games can be interacted with, with command prompts given to the player. For example, search box or open door with silver key. Sounds like a novel with extra steps. It kind of does, but these games can have multiple choices that can either impact the story or even end it. It's not for everyone, and has been around since the 80s. So how are we gonna do this? By diving headfirst into my version of a text-based adventure game called Escape Room. Game. You awake in a dark room, surrounded by cold walls. You cannot see anything, and you feel your breath and shiver. You're wearing what feels like a long sleeve shirt, at least whoever put you in here was nice enough to lend you warm wear. It's thick enough to keep you warm, but not for long. You will die here unless you escape this room. Rules. You may check your inventory after or before choosing a prompt. Say, check inventory. Okay. You may also ask to repeat the prompt again if unheard. Once said, you cannot hear it again. Mm-hmm. You have three hints that yep. you can use after any of the prompts. And you'll be running down your inventory. Yeah. Let's start. You have three 
options. Search the pitch black room, yell for help, or examine clothing. Examine clothing. The material your clothes are made out of feels like a mix of wool and fabric you can't make out of. Your back feels bulky like imprints are on it. You use your hands and reach for your back. In tiny letters it reads A, 1, Z, 2, 6. That's A, 1, Z, 2, 6. You're stumped. You have two options. Search the pitch black room, yell for help. Search the pitch black room. You aimlessly walk around the pitch black room. You cannot make out anything. You suddenly bump into a small box on the floor. You feel for it. It's a crate with a four digit padlock. Keeping note, you continue to walk around the room. A desk with drawers on the other side. You also feel for the exit. You find it. A door made of bars and metal. You have three options. Yell for help. Search the drawers. Or fiddle with the crate. Search the drawers. Walking around till you find the drawer. You open the first one. Nothing. The second one. Nothing again. But the third one. Boom. You acquire an unlit candle. The fourth one also seems to contain a piece of paper. It most likely has writing on it you still cannot see. You have two options. Yell for help, fiddle with the crate. Fiddle with the crate. Going to each corner of the room, you get to the crate. You kneel down and feel around it. You lift it. Surprisingly, it's heavy. You also touch the padlock and know it requires numbers. How do you open it? You have one option. Yell for help. Yell for help. You start to yell, screaming at the top of your lungs for a chance that someone hears you. You then notice that only your cap doors would hear you. You lose hope. Snap. Something lands beside you, a stick from the wood ceiling above you. The place you're inside is old. What can you do with a stick? You have one option. Keep searching the room. Mm, keep searching. With all the things in your mind, you keep searching the room. Knowing there's not allowing you, you feel logs along the floor. You're in a storage room. Could you make fire somehow? So like, as you keep searching, you find logs yeah. on the floor. You have one option. Use the stick against the wood lock. No, no, use the stick. Oh yeah. You realize there might be a way to make light. You take the stick and put it to one of the wood logs on the floor. With both hands, you start rotating the stick with up and down motions. The stick rotating on the wood log starts to dig into it. After a while doing it, you start feeling heat around your hands. The friction of the stick rubbing against the log and also into the log makes a small flame where the tip of the stick is. You quickly take the unlit candle and put it to where the flame is. The candle lights and the flame goes out. You now have a lit candle. The loom glows in an orangey menace. You're getting somewhere. You have two options. Search the room with the candle or look at the note. Uh, I'm gonna look at the note. You put the new lit candle to the piece of paper. Without burning it, you read. I once saw the man put the key into his pack. He keeps everything in there, including the door key probably. I don't know when he'll let me out here though. The note is from an inmate before you. You start to think maybe he didn't get out. You have one option. Search the room with a candle. Search the room with a candle. You are a prisoner. 
The room you are in is tall. With the help of the light, you walk throughout the room. Things you didn't see before. You look up to see a boarded up window. It's old looking. The wood looks old. Although it's too high up, you can probably brute force it something big and heavy. You then turn your attention to the exit door. Through the bars of the door, you see letters on top of the desk outside your cell. You can barely make them out. It says Gabe. Is that important? Is that your name? You can't remember. Everything is a blur. You have two options. Use the stick to get the pack. Input padlock code. Input the padlock code. You stand at the crate with the padlock in your hand. You input. One, two, two, six. You inputted the wrong code. You have two options. Use the stick to get the pack. In lock, input padlock code. I'll use the stick. With the help of the note, you realize the desk is not too far away from the door. You poke the stick out through the iron bars. Reaching for the pack on the desk, you manage to get it caught as you start to pull it towards you. Once you pull it past the bars, you open the pack. There's a key inside. You have two options. Input padlock code. Search the hallway. Search the hallway. A short moment of relief fills your hands with sweat. The wanting of an out. You can finally have that. With the key in your hand, you slide it into the keyhole in the door. Surprisingly, it opens. You wander out with a still lit candle. Wandering down the seemingly empty hallway, you stumble across a ladder. It's also old looking, and it's a retractable. You have one option. Input padlock code. Come on. Uh, input padlock code. You stand at the crate with a padlock in your hand. You input. Mm, 6221? No. Uh, you got three hints. Hint. Alrighty. So, with the help of the A1Z26, uh, it means it's conversion code. A would be one, B would be two, oh, yeah. C would be three. So just you can do that right now if you want. Just count the position of the letter. Seven one two five. There you go. You inputted the right code. The padlock's holding system opens up with a loud click. It falls to the ground and you open the crate. Inside is not what you expected. Hardware tools. You pick up a hammer as that is the most useful tool inside. What to do with it? You have one option. Use the ladder inside the room. Use the ladder. Dragging the <laughs> ladder, marking with scratches on the cold flooring, you unretract it, now extending barely to the window inside the storage room. You have one option. Take out nails on the board of window. I'll take out the, the window. With the hammer from the crate, you start to take out the nails one by one out of the wood covering the window. One piece falls to the floor, the other still up. You swing with all your might into the wood. It breaks straight in half. Not a bad hammer if I do see so myself. Final option, escape. Escape. Climbing out into the cold, dark, gloomy night, you take off on bare feet, nearly stepping on the hammer you just dropped. You run into the nearest forest and kept on running to see the light of day once again. You suddenly awake in your chair, almost drilling your desk. Your sleepy self forgot about podcasting class for period eight. <laughs> you quickly rush there, now hearing the second bell. No one heard you. No one woke you. 
You sit down, not realizing you were daydreaming. Although you happen to, you made it just in time to listen to the class's podcast for SDF after hours. Mm, that was pretty good. It could have been longer. Yeah, it could have been longer. It could have had more codes, yeah. Mm. Uh, it's just a taste. I accidentally wrote down two instead of Z, so that's why I kept on repeating one, two, two, six. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, that was fun, bro. You just one hit. That's alright. And, uh... One out of ten. What would you rate that? Mm, that was pretty fun, so I'll give it a ten. Ten? Alright. That's about it. Thank you for tuning into our podcast statement. Till the next time to HGF After Hours. Bye! Holy moly, that was a wild ride. That kind of brought me back to those choose-your-own-adventure books. Do kids still read those? Yeah, I think little kids still read them, but not really teenagers. Awesome. Well, glad to hear kids these days still know what's up. Debatable. Well, it was great having you guys as my co-host for our first episode. I'm psyched we got this one in the bag, and I can't wait to see what's in store for the future. Speaking of which, stay tuned for our next episode, where the students of SJF After Hours will be discussing conspiracy theories. Awesome. I love conspiracy theories. Well, from all of us at SJF After Hours, take care and thanks for listening.